Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome. You are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, and this is One Life Left, the world's best, greatest video game radio show. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And that's it. Yeah. Just two's, two's up today. I know. We're, uh, we're about to head into our summer break in August, and I think you and Steve have both taken that a little bit too literally <laughs> already. You're both skiving off. Steve's gone to Finland again, hasn't he? He has gone to Finland again. What is it about? What's, it, what's, it, what's over at Finland? Have, have you ever been? Well, what's I there? Went, I went last time with him, didn't I? Okay, what's there? Uh, there is Marioki. Right. And people who want to do it. <laughs> uh, I know, I mean, you know, I do try and avoid Steve's tweets, but I, I did accidentally stumble across one uh, today. He was listening to Nancy Boy by Placebo. Yeah, he what did. What has happened? <laughs> I don't know. I worry about him. He's okay. over there for a little bit longer. Uh, right. So, yeah, I am a bit worried about okay, him. Okay, good. Well, but anyway, who. Who needs him? Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll test that yeah. over the next 60 minutes. Um, fortunately, though, it's not just us two in the studio this evening. We've got loads of guests and uh, loads of talent handlers as well. Uh, we'll start by with the guests on my right. Uh, hello, Alex and Sean. Hello. Hello, you're from uh, Castle Magazine. Is that the right way to describe you? Yeah, that's the right way to pronounce Great, it as well. Great, welcome. No, well, I mean... Unless you're from the north. Way. Unless you're from the north, in which case it's Castle. Okay, magazine. have you had this conversation before? Many we have, times, many, many times. times. How, how do you spell it? C A S T L E. Are you happy with that? Yeah, well, traditional, traditional. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for coming in. We're excited to talk to you. We've not had people from uh, your neck of the woods on this show for a long, long time. Our neck of the woods? Well, uh, by neck of the woods, I mean print magazines. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean that's that's. I guess that's a good thing. Right. Okay. Well, welcome. We'll be uh, looking forward to finding out what's going on with you guys. Uh, and then also to my left, uh, it's Mr. Eddie Lee. Hello, Eddie. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Just got off the plane. Feeling. Going good. Right, where, which, where, where have you come from? come from L.A. I uh, haven't slept in 36 hours. So okay. Going crazy. I can think of no better time than to do a radio show then in that sense. Uh, and you've come especially to be on the show this evening. Yes, I did. Thank Excellent. you for inviting me. I should um, explain. Eddie is from Functronic Labs, uh, who are making a game called Nova 111, uh, which is due out, due out soon. Yes, August 25th. Well done. I should point out that Eddie uh, is uh, Eddie's game is being published by Curve Digital, who are... Do you always the... have to do that now? Every time... Do you know, I feel that way. I feel because of uh, Gamergate and stuff. Um... Don't bow down to them, Simon! Well, do you know, I just think, like, be up front. But, Eddie, don't think that you're going to get the easy treatment from me. Okay. You certainly won't get it from me. Okay. Uh, no, we're going to be as hard as usual, all right? All right. Um, just out of interest, are you, are you comfortable enough? Comfortable. Super Can comfortable. I get your back rubbed? Uh, is that sort of slightly more firmly or...? <laughs> How would you like that? Has Eddie given you any sandwiches yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, so we've got a packed studio. And, of course, in the corner, uh, we've got uh, the talent handlers, Richie and Josh. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Not too bad, thank you. Good, thanks for coming on. Josh, um... 
I, I don't think it would be unfair to describe Josh as a as a as a big man. Like he's a, he's a big guy. Okay. Um, Too dark and handsome as well. Too dark and handsome, like literally. Yeah. Um, he almost ripped the gate off its hinges on the way in. <laughs> I'm not joking. And then upstairs, he leant on the wall and knocked the clipboard flying. So, uh, my goodness, it's going well, Josh. Don't let him anywhere near the yeah, equipment. Yeah, it's going well. It's going well. Great. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Um, looking forward to all of it. But we'll start the show as we always do, and that is with Anne's news. On Monday the 20th of July, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Konami has got rid of all mentions of Hideo Kojima from the cover of Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain. A new version of the box art was released last week. Kojima Productions' website and Twitter account have been shut down with Kojima Productions' LA subsidiary studio being renamed Konami at Los Angeles Studio. Kojima, Kojima had previously said, I want to reassure fans that I am 100% involved and will continue to work on Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain. It's going to be terrible when they decide who's going to have the dog. I like this. I do like this. Uh, Some further evidence emerged today in the form of um, some hidden bits in uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes where you, um, as uh, Solid Snake, could go around erasing logos from the previous games. So so you'd find somewhere secret, say Snake Eater, and then you could erase it and it would go... Then texts come up saying you can't erase memories and stuff like that. Um, oh and then you go around and there would be like a logo for Metal Gear, the original Metal Gear Solid, and you can get rid of them in Ground Zeroes. They've played us like a Stradivarius. My goodness. Uh, yeah, I think it's excellent. I, you, I'm, I'm already excited for Metal Gear Solid 5. Do you think they're just doing this for hype? Yes, yes, without question. You, so you don't think there's anything like? No, I don't. Do you think, think. they'll ship him back in after this? Of is course all done? they will. The whole stuff with um, when they unveiled the Phantom Pain, uh, who was in? Who was in the bandages? Was it Jeff Keithley or was it actually Hideo Kojima? Does anybody remember? No, um, but the whole reveal was uh, there was loads of speculation about that, and it was great. And then, yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant. Well done, Hideo Kojima. I think he's excellent. Eddie, uh, his uh, Kojima Productions are out in LA. If you uh, it's close to you guys, isn't it? It's, it's... No, they're in, the, they're in the West Side. We're in all the East Side. Okay, so you yeah. so what? You you stay separate, do you? Well, it's because of the traffic. You know, LA traffic okay. is so bad that traveling back and forth like different state. So there's no um, there's no word about this in the LA dev scene, or is there? <laughs> Haven't heard anything yet. Okay, are you you part of the gang? Is that what's going on? <laughs> oh, keeping on? it underground. I Illuminati see. Confirmed. Yeah. So, a uh, quick show of hands. And who so who thinks this is a mark? Sorry, um, show of hands doesn't work on the radio. Been doing this nine years. Uh, who thinks this is a marketing stunt, Eddie? I think so. Yes, I think so. Sean. I would, I would love to think that. Okay. Well, I guess you're capable of free will. I, so, what I do you think? Um, I think. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. that's two Absolutely. yeses, Alex. Yeah, I think so. I think this is a solid breakup. I think everybody is going to be heartbroken when they find out this is real. Shenmue 3 has broken Kickstarter's funding record by becoming the highest funded video game on the site. The campaign raised over $6 million from fewer than 70,000 backers. It's been noted that even though this is a heck of a lot of money, it doesn't come close to the $50 million price tag on the original. Luckily, Sony and another corporate investor will be chucking a few quid in to help this out. The game is due out on PC and PS4 in December 2017. Textbook use of uh, fewer there, Anne. Thank you. Really good. No, I, uh, absolutely masterful. I know who I presented. <laughs> uh, so that's a lot of money then, isn't it? It is quite a lot. Six million. Do you reckon we could ever get that close? How much has Steve raised on uh, Chime Plus? What's what uh, what's he gone o- has he gone over 20? Are, are you a backer on Chime Plus? Not yet, because I haven't been paid yet. Okay. Although they take it out, one, oh, they take exactly, it out at the end. Exactly, that's literally no excuse. Mm. <laughs> is that the closest you've ever come to swearing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I quite like um, so uh, co-presenter Steve Curran, who's, uh, who's not here today. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fully disclosing this. Uh, he's done a Kickstarter for Chime Plus. I think it's called. No, it's called Chime Sharp. Sorry. You, you just, just take it. 
Put it on its side a little bit. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's not trying to look at, I do look at Steve like that, though. I look <laughs> yeah. at it sort of admiringly. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's good, actually. So I, um, I didn't want to come across as being a cheapskate. So uh, entry-level pledge is yeah. £8. And so you've gone for... I've gone for 12 well Money, done. Money bags here. <laughs> um, you know, I want to show a bit of support. But... Um, Often I get annoyed uh, with creators of Kickstarter pledges because they seem to think that me backing them because I want to play their game or wear their watch or what have you is actually uh, me saying that I want to become pen pals with them and that just the updates like are so frequent. Um, I end up unsubscribing. But this one, for £12, you get old Stee back writing to you. And it is it's, like... Isn't it lovely? It really you know, is I've, nice. Um, Matt, my uh, boyfriend, has... Backstory. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> uh, he's he's backed already and has been reading me some of uh, Steve's updates and they're very good. Um, but have you backed this one? Shemu, um, I'll be honest with you, wasn't a fan of the original. Is that really? an okay thing to say? I didn't play the original. I didn't so. play the original. Didn't Eddie, no one's ever played it. No, no one's no. played it. It's, un- it's unanimous. Yeah. Well, As, you've played it. Yeah, I did play it. Yeah, and, you're, and you're like, I'm out. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I revisited it recently and it suffered from um, a lot of what those old games do and that just things have moved on since then. And, you know, you spend the first five minutes trying to find your trousers. And I, I mean, I don't <laughs> struggle with that in real life as it is, let alone <laughs> I just play games for that. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it's good. Um, it was a good, good way of uh, launching the game or announcing it at E3, but yeah. uh, it's no chime sharp, is it? <laughs> Nintendo employees and fans have been saying goodbye to Satoru Iwata after he passed away last week. Thousands of people attended a two-day funeral service in Kyoto, with many bringing their 3DSs to pay their respects. Nintendo Shigeru Miyamoto and Genyo Takeda will look after the company in the interim. In a eulogy, they said that they will continue to uh, continue the work Iwata started and that they will the seeds that Mr. Iwata planted would one day grow into flowers that will make people around the world smile. I don't think we've had a story like that before, Anne. Difficult, to, difficult to, yeah. uh, to come in on, come in off the back of it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, obviously we covered it last week, and it's just, it's still incredibly sad. And the reason I've done a second story on it is because it's, uh, well, it's, it doesn't stop being sad just because it's a, a a week on. And everyone, you can tell by the amount of uh, love and support that has uh, gone to him, to his family, and to Nintendo. That you know, he was a great person who touched a lot of people's lives, and you can do that with video games, and that's amazing, and that's what people should take from this. Here, here. Rovio has announced Angry Birds 2. Weirdly, none of the 15-plus Angry Birds spin-off games have counted as a sequel yet. The series has had more than 3 billion downloads with a film and Lego range in the pipeline. More information will be released at an event on the 28th of July with the game out on the 30th. All Rovio has said so far is that it will be bigger, badder and birdier than the first. Maybe this will be the Hassful Boyfriend crossover we've all been waiting for. Uh, right, um, good, good news, um, because as you point out, what the world needs is more Angry Birds, isn't it? Yeah, loads more. Looking forward to this, guys. I don't yep. know. I don't know what birdier means. This is bigger, badder, and birdier. Birdier. Uh, I guess. More bird? I don't know. When I think of birds, the predominant feature that I think of birds is feathers. So I'm assuming there's just more, more feathers. feathers, more, more better more feathers, too, more we? maybe more wings. Yeah. yeah, more wings, more feathers, beaks. more flight, more maybe beaks. more physics, maybe 3D. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a worry, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to come at you. Oh, goodness, is this going to get all a bit it's Hitchcock? It's in VR, maybe. Oh, yeah. Right. What a scary <laughs> thought. I feel like they do have to change something quite significantly because, like you said, there have been 15 spin off games. So <laughs> if, this gonna, if this is going to be a sequel, it needs to be like really different. Did anybody play the cart spin off? No? No. Transformers spin-off? No. <laughs> I'm forgetting to feel no, these. None of the um, spin-offs. <laughs> any of the games? The first one. Okay. The I original. think I played uh, Angry Birds Rio. Star Wars was yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, Actually, Star, Star Wars, Wars did get... It got me for a bit, for a moment. Yeah, for maybe did. like three days, I was trying to three-star everything, which really is not me. You, do you think you're going to get hooked no, on I this don't. one? When's it coming out? Uh, 30th of July. <sighs> oh, sorry, it, just in time for us. I'm holiday. <laughs> I'll be washing my hair. <laughs> 
And finally, do you ever think games go on a bit long? Wouldn't it be nice if you knew you could play a game for a while, then walk away from it forever? Developer Vogelsap has announced The Flock, a horror game that'll do just that. In the game, you spend a lot of time playing as monsters. The thing is, there's a fixed population, and when one dies, it's permadeath. And when the last one is dead, the whole game is gone forever. The developer said, we aspire to write history. Players can be a part of that. It's worth remembering that any history made where you aspire to wipe out an entire population is maybe something you should question your role in. Uh, so, I liked the sound of this, but, but I didn't understand it. Which bit did you not understand? What's going on? So there's a load of <laughs> monsters. Right. And uh, I think that's the flock. Okay, and then what? we all go in and kill them. N- no, it seems to be that you play as them, and when you be die... Right. Gone forever. So, you know, so I can only play it once. No, I think the community as a whole can go in and play mul- like many times. Right. I think it is a bit confusing. Is there, that, has anybody it? else got any more insight into the, what's going on here? Is it is it free or like? It, is it free? No. Okay. No, and they were questioned about uh, the how clever it is to make a game that's got a limited lifespan. Whether they think that people will not buy it because oh, what if I don't get around to playing it for a while and then suddenly it's over um, but they th- seem to think that's alright I had the thought that the players would endeavour to keep yeah. at least a couple of people alive and keep the game going as long as they can which is a really interesting idea but maybe we'll just kill everything I don't know Yeah, um, they've said that at the end uh, they're going to let everyone know uh, when they're getting close to the end because uh, the population count will be made very big uh, will be um, advertised around and then when it gets to the end there's going to be like a mega fight towards the end that everyone what everyone will be made aware of. So, you know, it's going to be the fight to literally end all fights yeah. in that game. I'm not convinced myself. All right. Still, thanks, Sam. One life left. Video game news with Anne What is this, Anne? I've got no idea. Do you, li- you like it, though? I really like it. It sounds a little bit like Cats. Does it? Well, actually, the game title's very similar. Is it? Does anybody else know where this is from? Into the Wonderful? It's a famous old uh, 90s track written by uh, Richard Joseph, if I recall. Do you a bit Matt Brothers game. Yeah. Keep going. You're going to have to say the actual title. It's called Gods. It's the theme from Gods, Into the Wonderful. Into the Wonderful. They don't make them like that anymore. No. That's lovely. Uh, isn't it lovely? I had a 12 inch of it somewhere. Yeah, it's probably worth something now. Probably. Uh, Alex and Sean, uh, you used the break to hand out some postcards. We did. I mean, I, 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 did, I, I yeah. like the fact we've become so close that you feel the need to oh, you didn't correspond write with us. Oh. Well, no, it's no stamps. For you to send them back to us, I think, to oh, make really? us feel special. Yeah. Yeah. Do we write on them now? If you like. Anyone like, to keep not? his? Send them to your family, <laughs> friends, um, anyone you like. Got email. I have enough trouble emailing. There's one called PTSD. I'm going to have to be careful who I send that one to. <laughs> Chemtrail is the title of one. That's, what, what's the DPI of that, that passcode there? K 
Chemtrail, sorry. Yeah, Which that was high DPI on that one, Alex. Sound. That was a very high DPI, 400. Yeah. 400 DPI. 400 DPI, I, I mean, so I can tell that. Yeah. It looks what is pretty, a DPI? It's pretty heavy. Stops per inch. Per inch. Um, right, great. Games that heal, how many DPIs has that got? Uh, the, the rest are all 300. Oh, I see. This is the, yeah, this is the one, one, that one. one you mean business with. Yeah. <laughs> Richie uses is in the back there is using is to fan himself. Is that the sort of use that you um I mean the multi purpose, absolutely. <laughs> uh so tell us about Castle magazine then. Well, um myself and Alex are uh he's a designer, I'm an editor, we both have experience in print media, um and we're both quite deeply embedded in London's kind of independent magazine scene, which is flourishing. Um, okay. Despite you know, contrary to popular belief, print isn't dead, as people like to say. In in indie terms, it's huge at the moment. But what puzzled us is that there are no games magazines in that space at all, which seems bizarre given that everybody plays games. So we mm. thought we'd put one together. Right, and how's that going? It's it's going well. We are we are pulling together editorial um, content at the moment. Uh, each each issue of the magazine is themed, and the theme of the the first issue is health. So all these postcards here correspond to some sort of mental or physical health right. related. Okay. So yeah. our, our idea with these postcards was just to sort of, um, it's kind of like a proof of intent. Um, so you're like, hey, we can print postcards. Yeah, we can print postcards. magazines. Easy, we can. easy. Right. So we're gonna we're not gonna have any screenshots in the magazine. It's not gonna be necessarily about specific games and really going in depth about graphics and that kind of stuff because we feel that if you want to get a game review or if you want to see what a game looks like you watch it on a screen you go to YouTube and watch it okay um, but what we're going to focus on is sort of beautiful illustration and photography so that's why we've produced these cards um, that's um, which magazine was it in America Eddie that did the uh, commissioned a piece of artwork to uh, go on the front of their E3 issue it was an original piece of artwork and everybody went is it a magazine? yeah is went mad I don't know. Maybe or maybe Game Informer, perhaps. Um, but yeah, it seems like people are going, "Whoa, this is great!" People are doing artwork based around video games now, rather than just taking the traditional approach. So perhaps you want something. Um, uh, so where's this going to be available? Um, well, I think we're gonna we'll be definitely like crowdfunding it. Okay. So that we, I we guess promise not to send you too many. No. <laughs> we will be. No, but that's the thing. You see, I quite. I don't know. I guess the thing is, I don't know whether I want you to write to me until you start writing to me. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> let's not worry about it initially. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're going to crowdfund it first of all. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so that will obviously be the first place you can get it. And okay. Then, um, and you, are you crowdfunding issue by issue? Well, the, the advice that we've got is that we crowdfund the first year. Okay. So that might be two issues worth. We're thinking about starting biannual and then sort of seeing how it goes from there. Right. Um, that seems to be the most sensible way of doing it because then you kind of have to do it all over again. But if you sort of do it all in one chunk, it might be a little bit more difficult to get the money okay. through. But yeah. if we achieve it, then we've got a little bit more of a, a little bit more leeway. I guess. Uh, who are you going to have writing for you and doing your illustrations and things? So, um, in terms of writers, we've got we've already got writers from um, celebrated websites and publications like uh, Kill Screen and um, Five Out of Ten magazine and New Scientist. We're keen to go beyond kind of typical games writers and find people that write about health and science and things that are related to you know the theme of the magazine. So, and in terms of illustration, again, because we're kind of in this this you know this hip London creative scene that everybody loves over over <laughs> in East London, we we know a huge amount of really, really impressive illustrators that are kind of the popular right now. They're, they're the guys that are in at the moment. So they're the people we chose to do these postcards and they're the guys that hopefully will get on to do the magazine. And this hip uh, East London scene, how do they feel about a video games magazine coming along? I think they're going to love it. Yeah, they've, they've been pretty excited yeah. so far. We've met a few people from different agencies, different magazines, and like people who are involved in the, the magazine scene. Um, and they've all pretty much said oh yeah actually why doesn't this exist and yeah. i remember playing this game or i still play you know whether they play games still or whether they're sort of more lapsed gamers um th everybody so far has been really excited about it the um uh, printed printed work seems to do pretty well on crowdfunding i mean there's um the guys that uh did the commodore 64 on the spectrum and the amiga magazines uh they are oversubscribed what do you think it is about because and, and yet sorry print magazine sales are sort of you know the common perception is that they're dying so what's what's the difference here do you think in terms of why is it successful on crowdfunding but no, is it just you're able to do it on a smaller scale or 
I think the decline in, decline in print is more with mainstream magazines. I think uh, independent magazines seem to be on the rise. And I think crowdfunding is sort of the best way to really start an independent magazine. So I think that might be... I'm not sure if there's some some other aspects. Yeah, there, I mean, the best thing about indie indie mags at the moment is that anybody can put them together. There's a lot of resources freely available because people share their experience of creating an indie magazine. And also, you, you're you're afforded kind of there's an opportunity to be really niche with your topic whereas commercial magazines obviously have to cover a broad spectrum of stuff like games magazines have to cater for a large audience they have to do the reviews and the news and it's all quite timely and stuff uh, there's nothing wrong with the news by the way <laughs> so, oh, we, love, we love news we love news but uh, with the indie magazines you know with we there's a lot of magazines we look at like surfing magazines we're not particularly into surfing um but a magazine that's beautifully designed and well-written and the content's sharp, it, it, it can bring in an audience that it wouldn't necessarily bring in right. from the topic. So uh, how can we follow your progress then? Is there somewhere where we can register our interest? Yeah, uh, if you can follow us on Twitter, it's castle underscore magazine. Um, and then we have... Um, our website is, at the moment, pretty simple. It's just a, a Tumblr blog. It's uh, castlemagazine.co.uk, all one word. Um, Instagram, same as the Twitter, right? Yeah, and the Instagram. Yeah, okay, okay. Instagram. And, and when, do you, when do you expect to launch your crowdfunding campaign? We're aiming early next year. Is that what Tentative we? Q1 to Q2 uh, 2016. Great. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, talking of news, uh, we should head over to our local news correspondent, Sega Badawi. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left, local news. The Mushroom Kingdom FA has come under attack over a message that they sent over social media. The message was meant to be celebrating the success of the women's team in the World Cup, but came across as a little bit sexist. It read, Our rumours go back to being princesses, cake bakers, adoptive mothers for stars, kidnapped by Ganondorf, NPCs, and generally being devices to move the plot on without being characters in their own right, but they also take on a new role, heroes. Unsurprisingly, social media has got a tad angry about the post, and the Mushroom FA have already apologised. They blamed it on a secretary who sent it accidentally when she was dizzy after hitting her head on the glass ceiling. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. was uh trans uh trans casio um using the beat from the casio vl tone there now very atmospheric simon yeah, very that. atmospheric no no uh yeah still no still no muse right sorry for that i was being a bit rougher then because uh, it looks like i've forgotten to print out the letters because um you know or, or did i did i put them in here let's have a look no that's a cv for somebody who didn't, <laughs> didn't get the job <laughs> true story <What>? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Before that, you heard Sega Badawi and uh, Trans Casio was from chipmusic.org, where we get all of our songs from, unless they are from the past. Eddie, how's it going? How are you feeling? Good, feeling good. Can I get you any more drinks? Oh, yeah, any more grapes? <laughs> sure, okay. Hot towel? Sure. Great. Can you tell us why your game's the best? 
My game's the best because... <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm doing a joke about treating you properly right, Gamergate. Um, Eddie, so you're from, you're from uh, Funktronic Labs. Yep. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about uh, Funktronic. So Funktronic Labs is a studio that I run in um, L.A., and it's created by former developers of the Pixel Junk series on PlayStation. And, um, yeah, we started in Japan, and now we're in L.A. Right, how did that happen? Well, we left the company, and we started it. Okay, brought it with there, you. And then we ported the company, basically. Great. Actually, yeah. your, so your first release, uh, Nova 111, um, it's, a, it's, it's been doing very well at the expos and stuff like that. Uh, it's won a few awards. Yeah, we've been taking it around everywhere, showing people you know, our game, just trying to feel out how people like it. People seem to be pretty receptive. Okay, tell, tell us a little bit about it. So Nova 111 is a quirky, like sci-fi, turn-based action game with uh, a twist of real-time. So we try to like extract the best elements of a turn-based and a real-time game and try to distill them into Nova 111. How, how does that work then? How, how have you got a turn-based real-time game? So if you imagine like a grid-based, uh, like a roguelike, where you move in little grids, and you have like your little hero moving through little grids, battling, solving puzzles, but you have the environment and some enemies kind of moving in real time, so you get like the st- strategic or strategic value of a turn-based game with the sense of urgency that you get from a real-time game. Why is why is nobody not, when nobody combined the two before? I mean, they have, but it hasn't been really focused. Like, you know, Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, you know, they all have, like, action, what turn-based, I forgot what it's called. Um, so the combat in the Final Fantasy games. Yeah, you know, you have, you have your turns to make your, your right. exit, but then, like, you know, you have a little bar. I suppose, yeah, right. So, so it kind of has that vibe, but we took it, you know, we make it that, our core gameplay. Okay. Is it a difficult thing to get across? You, I mean, you've done so well at expos and stuff like that, picking, picking up some of those awards. Is it, is it a difficult thing to explain? Yeah, it's kind of, because people, you know, they don't really associate, like, turn-based with real-time. So it's always one or the other. And um, it's been kind of hard to communicate, especially in trailers and especially in screenshots. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, once they play the game, uh, a lot of people start to, to get it. Because when you first describe it, they're like, WTF. And then they play it, and they oh, I get it. It's, Okay. Um, what's what, how was it? Uh, how does Funktronic compare to running your own studio compared to working at something like Q Games? Oh, it's different. It's different. Um, yeah, like Q Games was a, a pretty sizable. It's like 30, 35 people when I was there, and um, I was just a graphics programmer there. Um, worked on the Pixel Junk series, did, uh-huh. uh, the PS4 Tomorrow's Children. Worked on that a little, and um, yeah, I was just all programmer. But now. Um, just having to do a lot of emails and stuff. It's different, How many different. of you are there in the studio? Oh, currently? Yeah. Um, well, the Nova 11 team is about five. At the studio, we have uh, three people. So it's like kind of contract and uh, distributed. So I guess with a much smaller studio, you have a lot more responsibility yeah, across got, everything, yes. including probably washing up your own cups and things like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, fortunately. Hopefully we'll get that solved soon. <laughs> is, it, is it how you imagine, sort of, sort of breaking free and setting up on your own? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did. Um, Kind of, uh, well, it's kind of ironic because I, I broke free because I wanted to just do programming and just something I really enjoy and deeply passionate about. But I find myself actually doing less programming because I have to, you know, do Run a lot of emails. Right. And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so. So do you so. just program in your downtime now? Kind of. Kind of have to split. Now it's just like, you know, releasing the game soon, so it's not just crunching, just half-half. Uh, how, long is it, how, how long have you been making it for? Uh, it's been on and off for about two years. Okay. Um, we moved countries, and um, last year I got married as well. So it's, congratulations! A uh, lot of downtime, but now it's you know now it's wrapping up. Great. So what so what brings you to uh, the UK? Um, just hanging out with you know you guys in Curve Studios and just um, showing the game off. Right, and you and you've you've uh, so you you've been here as a child, I think you said earlier. Yeah, I went here on a <laughs> on a Chinese tour. Okay. Uh, when I was uh, like in middle school, I guess I was ten or right. eleven. Yeah. And you, uh, you've been here for a few <laughs> hours. Has it has yeah. it changed much? Um, I don't, I don't. It's hard to compare. I was I was I was a dumb kid, you know. I <laughs> don't remember anything. Um, but yeah. But uh, how Chinese tours work is like because it's so cheap. How they offset the cost is they take you to a lot of jewelry shops. <laughs> so right? I just remember just going looking at a lot of like diamonds and like. You know, they get a cut from it, and that's how they offset the cost. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> Richie, you got any of those lined up for Eddie? Uh, about four or five. Four or five children's <laughs> shops. It's how we got I mean, you that's over here. 
Excellent. Uh, how is the indie scene in uh, LA? It's big. It's uh, definitely blossoming. You know, you have uh, in the west side, you have Glitch, Glitch City, and the east side, you know, you have like LA Game Space and a lot of indie devs as well. So it's LA, it's, it's definitely growing. Great. Uh, so Never One Eleven's out when? August 25th. August 25th. And what are your hopes for it? I, mean, uh... I just hope people enjoy it. It's something that I've been passionate about and I had a lot of fun making it and I just hope people will enjoy as much as I've been making it. So this, this I guess, is the sort of uh, the... The, the business end of it. So if you've, if you've been on it for a couple of years and showing it out for the to press for the first time, is that uh, is that is that something you're you're excited about, worried about? Or? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to just uh, have people just try it out. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a um, passion project that we've been very very deep within <laughs> for a long time and. Yeah, I just hope people enjoy it. I've seen um, sometimes when uh, devs have been working on uh, a game for a long time, they've been you know super super intense, yeah. uh, and then they start having ideas about the next game that they want to do. Yeah. Uh, have you been having that and having to sort of go wait a sec- wait a second? You stay over there. I'll write you down and we'll come back to you. Yeah, definitely. You know, we have tons of ideas, and you know, when you first start a game, it's always like blue sky. It's like very magical feeling, and then you start getting into development, and then it just becomes like a grind until you finish. So. Yeah, looking forward to our next thing. I don't know what it is, but right. hopefully it's... Well, best of luck. Uh, I really appreciate you coming straight on the show. I can't <laughs> think of... Um, have we ever done that going the other way? Gone straight, Got straight off a, a transatlantic flight? I've definitely and then... gone straight uh, transatlantic into karaoke. Right. I don't know if I've gone straight into doing... <laughs> and, we're, and, we're, and we're bad at the best of times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, thank you very much. Um, and, yeah, so how can, we, how can we follow you? Um, our Twitter is at... Funktronic Labs, and you can go to Nova111.com to see the game. completely lost track of what I was doing there for a moment then, Em. Are you doing a radio show? Uh, no, I was, a bit, I was a, bit, a bit flustered. Um, presenting One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, London's best radio station. Uh, no, wait, sorry, the world's best radio station, based in London. And we are the world's best-ish video game radio show. I feel like we should do this now. You're Good. listening live. <laughs> you are listening live. Uh, good, right, uh, it's uh, 7.42, we've got uh, 18 minutes left. Yeah. Let's crack on with... Um, I just wanted to check, uh, last week yep. we had a Ford BCC. Uh, nobody's Ford BCC'd anything to us this week good which is disappointing okay I want more of that anyway so so everybody's uh, so apart from those that have written in we're disappointed in you yeah the people that have written in we are super pleased with you Chris Schilling thank you very much for writing in he writes hi Steve Simon Ann and super special guests hope this finds you all well I enjoyed reading about Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Guest attending Evo 2015 this week, disguised as Vega from Street Fighter and Tekken's Dr. Boskanovich. 
2021. So I wondered, if you wanted to avoid being recognised at an event, which game character would you go incognito as and why? With fondest regards, Chris. And he's put his uh, telephone number there. Are we supposed to call him back? <laughs> you we can do. <laughs> That's what he is. Uh, Anna, any thoughts? Uh, well, I would um, dress up as one of the uh, Angry Birds from Angry Birds 2 with 15 <laughs> wings, okay. all of the feathers, yeah. and maybe no beak. Maybe that's... No, 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 lots of beaks. Loads of beaks. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, maybe mobbed by children. I think I could be scary with it, though. Okay, right, good. Bigger, birdier, badder. <laughs> Alex. Uh, Link from Zelda, straight away. Really, why? I, I'm just obsessed. You, right, but you don't want to be mobbed, so you're saying that he's unmobbable. Oh, is he unmobbable? Oh, no, I see. I had the question because Vega's quite... No, actually, it's up to you. You can go how you want, Alex. Pick I'll anybody. As, I'll go as Link from Zelda. Okay, Link still, right, yeah. okay. No resemblance at all, no. but... Sean? If I'm trying to avoid being mobbed, I guess I go as, like, a, a really typical low-level mob. So <laughs> maybe a, a Goomba or one of the guys from Streets of Rage. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Eddie, any thoughts? Mega Man. Who? Mega Man. Mega Man. Uh, I think he'd be pretty popular. I mean, what I'm going to do next time, I think, for the next Evo is um, because, you know, all right, it's all very well. You go, ah, oh, it's me. I was there all along. I'm going to go dressed as Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, we've got another Evo uh, email. Hello, team. Hello, SSGs. Well, it's the Monday after Evo, and that means I'm spending the morning pretending to work while catching up on the highlights. At first glance, two stories jump out. Momochi won the Street Fighter 4 finals despite his stick-breaking in the final match forfeiting uh, him around, and Washigi uh, took a fantastic victory from Ogawa in the Guilty Gear... What's that? XRD semi-finals. And he leapt out of his seat and started celebrating. Unfortunately... It was only the second round. And by the time we sat back down, Ogwa had finished him off and oh, taken yeah. the match. Gutted. <laughs> uh, hopefully nothing goes wrong tomorrow when I'll be at Steve McNeil and Rob Sedgerbeer's Wi-Fi Wars at the Royal Institute. Tickets still available. Up to 400 of us will be competing in games simultaneously on the big screen using our phones as controllers. What could go wrong? Uh, what's the most embarrassing game-related failure that you're willing to share with your FM-type radio waves? Pip-pip, Robert. Game-related failure? Well, when I used to do the PR for the Guitar Hero games, um, I got bottled on stage at Donington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they started off with uh, empty cups of lager. I, I was there. Were you? I wasn't. Thro- I didn't throw anything, I promise. Okay, well, what year was this? 09. 09. The Wii years, yeah. <laughs> as we refer to them. Uh, was that for guitar, for guitar Hero 1 or 2? I can't remember. Okay, what was the opening two, song? Maybe. Was it Sweet Child of Mine? No, I don't think Did it was Did you bring that. a hubcap? No. So that wasn't you. Did you bring a golf ball? No. Okay, that wasn't you. Did you crush up that can? Mm, no. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> Any more uh, game-related failures? Uh, when I was in year five... I was playing, uh, I was, I mean, this probably answers my last question, uh, explains my last question, but I was playing um, Ocarina of Time religiously, and I, every week at, at school we had to write a journal of what we'd done over the weekend, and I hadn't really done anything but play the game, um, so I wrote, I wrote about the first boss, Queen Goma, and how she has a, I, I wrote that she has a division sign for an eye, because I thought that made it academic okay yeah because it was a yeah. mathematical symbol right. um but no i had a letter home written to my parents saying that i was playing the game too much <laughs> <laughs> excellent any more for that should we move on to the next letter eddie you've got a letter for us yeah um dear one life left in ssgs i'm on the bus at the moment it's okay but it has no lasers and hardly ever does any sweet power slides <laughs> but what do you think is the best public transport ever featured in the game games Best public transport. Well, you can get Tube Simulator, can't you? That's a pretty decent... Uh, public transport? Well, yeah, that is public, unless you ride it differently to me. Yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking, what other public transport could possibly well, be? Taxi, crazy taxi, that's got to be the best feature. Is that public? Because that feels like it's private. Ooh, you, that's a good question. It's just you in there, and you can do whatever you want. No, you can't. Uh, bus? Can you get a bus anywhere? Bus in a video game. Uh, there was that um, the uh, the desert bus game, wasn't there? Oh, 
yes, of course. Of course. That game. Uh, that gets our vote. Who's reading this? the next letter? So this is from uh, Ben Donovan. It says, hello team and SSG. I heard about a wonderful little football game on your show a while back. Tiki Taka Soccer was its name. It promised to be like sensible soccer, but playable on a mobile device. It was released a while back and I've been playing it. I think it's brilliant, but I've not heard any official judgment from the official OLL reviewers. How can I know that I'm enjoying the game without knowing what score you would give it? Thanks, Ben. Have you played it? Yes, I have played it. Uh, I am... I found it very difficult to start off with, actually. Uh, surprisingly so. I think I may have lost my Sensi Soccer mojo. Um, you know, given that I'm the current world champion of Sensible Soccer... Did I, you just back away from it as soon as I you I did back away playing? from it. I backed away. I backed away yeah. quickly. Um, and hopefully nobody noticed. Um, although we were hoping to get um, the guys back on the radio show. And then they launched it. And as far as I can see, it's been a great success. Well, well done. Uh, seven out of ten. Have you played it? No. Anybody else played Tiki Taki Soccer? No, should do. I, I understand. Part of the problem was that it's uh, for me uh, was that um, you, you have to take time to learn the control system, and um, I think there are videos and stuff like that. So I, I believe it to be very good. I believe the failing to be my, entirely mine. Uh, so I wouldn't take uh, my word for it. Okay, uh, thank you very much for your letters. Um, you've got one more week before the summer recess. We're going to be like yeah. MPs we are, and we're going to have the summer off. What are you going to do with your summer? Uh, I'm going to um, declare war on the poor. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, really <laughs> getting exactly. into the spirit. Yes. What about you? I'm uh, going to wear a hat. Okay, excellent. Uh, so we're away for uh, sort of five-ish weeks. Uh, when we come back, it'll be a new term, new class, yeah. we'll be a year older. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Um, so uh, you've got a week to write to us, so please email. Team at onelifeleft.com. Um, and this is your penultimate chance to listen to Dr. Avatar. Dr. Avatar. You're needed in surgery. Dr. Avatar, operating room dictation on patient Mario Kama Luigi. Operative diagnosis, adrenaline-secreting pheochromocytoma. Estimated blood loss, 300 cc's, OR time, 7 hours. Mr. Luigi was brought into the emergency department by Delfino Island law enforcement after attacking his brother in a fit of rage, which quickly devolved into a panic attack and subsequently loss of consciousness. On further questioning, the patient had been experiencing palpitations, diffuse sweating, and weight loss over the course of years, and MIBG scanning revealed massive adrenaline-secreting pheochromocytoma. The patient was premedicated with combination alpha and beta adrenergic blockade for high-risk adrenalectomy, and retroperitoneal laparotomy was performed. Great care was taken to remove the tumor, but due to its sheer size, substantial release of adrenaline occurred, leading to a profound rise in blood pressure. This hypertensive crisis was aborted with fentolamine, but Mr. Luigi did not awaken following the operation. CT showed a substantial brain hemorrhage as well as kidney tissue death. The patient will be transferred to the neuro ICU. If he does ever wake up, he's expected to have profound weakness, facial droop, and require weekly dialysis for kidney failure. Ending dictation for patient Mario Como Luigi.
banging. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's just banging, isn't it? Written by Rob Hubbard, this, and you'll remember him well. And he's still around, Rob. It's Rob Hubbard. Rob Hubbard, yeah. He's an old video game musician. Okay. Wrote um, theme to Zoids, Mastertronic's Human Nature. Yeah. Chris knows, don't you, Chris? Yep. <laughs> Chris just pops in for the Rob Hubbard section. Yeah. And then he goes. Um, yeah, uh, so this is a theme from Crazy Comet, uh, slightly remixed. You can download it from chipmusic.org. Uh, Crazy Comet is an old Crazy Comet, old video game from yesteryear. Banging. Banging. Uh, I enjoyed that. I, I, like Crazy Comets was uh, it's, it's, it's a bit like Pang. Uh, you move left to right, shoot up, and the comet and asteroids type stuff. Sounds good. Seven out of ten. That's what I thought of it, Anne. Really? <laughs> do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon it's time for us to do a bit more of that? What with the reviews? I, I should yeah. do this more often. Should, no, it's, um, I mean, you still think we're listening to Crazy Comets now, Sean? Don't you? I do. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, to fess up, I've accidentally started writing another video game. Um, well, sorry, video game is too grand a term for it. Um, it's a silly little thing. Um, so, yeah, I've not played anything because the, the problem, it turns out that you can either play games or write them. Uh, you can't do the same thing in your... And if I'm not playing games or writing them, I'm watching videos of Tom Francis, who I have to admit I'm a little bit in love with. <laughs> no, I do. I am. Uh, his Game Maker tutorial videos are... Oh, I want to go and live with him. In fact, I think he's, he's up to sort of the early 20s. Mm. I'm hopeful. I th- if he hasn't stopped them for good, I hope to appear in one. Just behind <laughs> him while he's doing one. Just blowing kisses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So can, well, you, can you review your I game will do. It'll be done after the summer. No, it's, review it now. Oh, I'm pretty pleased with it. It's all written in code. Yeah. Um, I'm, what colour is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's um, yellow, grey and loads and loads and loads of red. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. I'm really happy Ooh. with it so far. Yeah. I paid somebody on the website Fiverr.com $5 to make some graphics. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's dreadful. It's all the internet. I know. I'm disgusted with myself. Uh, but they should be coming back overnight. A new sprite sheet. That's how seriously I'm taking it. Whoa. 7 out of 10. What about you, Anne? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing You Must Build a Boat. I saw a man with that T-shirt on down in Brighton last yeah, week. Yeah, it's really good. Is it? It's really, really good. So you've got a boat uh, and it's not big enough and you don't have enough power yet to get up the stream so you've got to play uh, a joint endless runner and match three so you've got all of these like monsters and um uh little treasure treasure chests come up and then you've uh, and you're running along and so you've got to defeat them uh, and you've got a little match three screen below and so you've got to match the correct uh symbols to defeat that um particular foe so the guys that did uh nine 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 isn't it isn't it one plus one that's a sequel. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's from them. And it's really, really brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. I, so you, um, as you go through those bits of levels, uh, every time you uh, you die, um, it says, you win, which is brilliant. Please more devs add that into your games because it makes me feel good. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so you accumulate... Um, more treasure so you can upgrade your weapons and you get more crew for your ship and as your ship gets more crew it can uh, sail further along Uh, my ship isn't uh, my boat sorry isn't massive at the minute Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping to grow it over the next week might review this again I'm really enjoying it good Uh, 7 out of 10 great Uh, what format was on that that one I-O-S Eddie what have you been playing yeah, so um, for the last, I guess, half year, been really, really heavy into the development of Nova, so I wanted to play something a lot more lighter and just, like, you know, simpler, so I decided to get into Dark Souls 2. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? It's good. Is Some, it? Something about uh, just constantly dying and dying, it's very cathartic and just relaxing for me for some reason. It has the opposite game over screen to the one that Anne was describing, of yeah. course, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Anne says you win. What does it say in Dark Souls 2? You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. Constantly. Died. Would you say you're any good at it? It's hard to tell because you're just constantly dying. You just, you just always feel like you're like really bad at the game, you know. That's what's fun about it. It's just challenging. It's okay. Solid. Excellent. Uh, would you? What, what score would you give it? Seven out of ten. Thanks, Eddie. Sean, what, what, uh, what have you been playing? Well, on uh, a similar theme, I'm deep into my second playthrough of Bloodborne at the oh, moment. Yeah. So. What's the matter with you people? I'm dying less. I'm dying less. I'm fewer. doing pretty well. I'm doing fewer. I'm doing fewer. <laughs> so, um, 
I mean, do I need to explain Bloodborne? Surely everybody's, everybody's on their Well, we like to think now, of ourselves right? as an inclusive an radio show, you know, for, for new listeners. In a, in a similar turned way. in to listen to Eddie. In a, or you. Or me. Or me. Maybe. But not Alex. Not Alex. No, Nobody not me. Alex. <laughs> so, yeah, Bloodborne, you, 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 kill, you kill demons in a similar way to you, the way you do in Dark Souls 2, but you do it faster and you do it without a shield, which is the main hook of Bloodborne. Okay. Hard, is it? Um, the first time is exceptional. First time. Yeah. The first time, but you know, I'm I'm pretty much a veteran by this stage. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just, I don't know. It's I mean, a lot I, of effort, isn't it? People keep telling me these games are good, and I, 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 pl- I bought, uh, I played Dark Souls one, uh, played Dark Souls two. I think I bought that on a Steam sale, and I just, you know, it's like Monster Hunter, but I, people are like this is great, and I just, yeah. they just don't. I think it, but it is me. There's a wall. There's a wall you've got to break through. Mm. It's difficult. I okay. just like uh, positive reinforcement and emotions. You win, Anne. Thank you. It's because you win. You're a winner. Uh, uh, sorry, Sean, score. Well worth 7 out of 10. I'm going to write that down because 7 out of 10. Alex. Uh, you're going to laugh. I'm actually playing Dark Souls 1. <laughs> <laughs> but I did take I did take a break from the constant death the other day and I played Journey, so I'll review that. Okay. Um, I just thought that was beautiful. I like. I just sat down. Is this a PS4 version? The PS3 version. Okay. Um, yeah, I just sort of sat down. I think I started playing it at 11, which was a pretty stupid idea, but um, yeah, an hour and a half later... Um, your journey was over. Yeah, lump in my throat. Were you? Lump in my throat. Yeah. Are you ever going to play it again? Do you think? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Okay. How much did you pay for it? Um, I got the uh, the collector's edition box. I got uh, I paid twelve pounds for it. I think. Wow. Um, wow. And with that, you get flow and flower, and then you get a couple of like mm. um, mini games with it as well. <laughs> thinking, out, <laughs> thinking out loud then. Yeah. Like that. It, right. was, it was a nice break from from Dark Souls because you literally cannot die in it. Okay. Um, Does it still have? Because uh, people, uh, other players, can help you out. Does it still have a lot of other players around? That's a very good question. I met Thank four. <laughs> I played the. I played it on Monday last Monday night, uh, and I met four players apparently. What, but one um, of them. What noises did you make at them? Me. Okay. And, and what emotion did that signify? Um. Hello. Okay. Uh, goodbye. Okay. Come here. Um, Provocative. Yeah. It is actually right. Okay, maybe I maybe I was wrong with about Journey because it <laughs> sounds amazing. It is really good, and it was just nice because like the first person that I met, we kind of had this unspoken thing of we wouldn't go ahead until well, the other person speak. had. You could only talking grunts, couldn't you? Good point. <laughs> Very good point. But we we we, wait, we waited for each other the whole time, kind of thing, until uh, one of us got <laughs> blown. In I just imagine there for a moment what uh, how different Journey would get would would be if it had voice chat in it. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be very difficult. Uh, yeah, I think we worth different. Uh, how how good was your scarf at the end? Well, uh, it was pretty bad actually. You get the white scarf, yeah. right? You get the white scarf at the end. Yeah, I think so. It just gets longer, doesn't it? Yeah, um, until you get to the icy bit. Oh, I don't think I've got to the icy bit because I I didn't like having other people around. <laughs> uh, what score would you give it? Seven out of ten, definitely. Seven out of ten. Thank you very much. Okay, we're gonna play a quick bit of music and we'll be right back. Show, of course, there's going to be some uh, news. It's not news, though, is it? Is it? No, it's kill us. Is it? Embarrassing. Oh, embarrass it's yourself. Embarrassing. Embarrass yourself there, Anne. It's embarrassing for you. Do you know, I was going to wrap All up and it was going to be. No, but you know what, Anne? 
You're right. <laughs> You're right. You win. You are absolutely right in what you just said. Yeah. Um, Constant positive yeah. reinforcement. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, went okay, didn't it? I guess. Without I think it went ski. excellently. Um, Sean and Alex, thank you. Good luck with the with the with the print stuff. That's a lot. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Definitely. Uh, and Eddie, uh, good luck on the rest of your trip. Thank you. And I don't think I've meant I've said this uh, to a guest and meant it more. I really hope your game sells. <laughs> no, I really do. I really do. <laughs> um, no, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Richie, uh, Josh, how was that? Amazing. Brett, I think amazing. you guys handled that talent. <laughs> very well. Spot on. Right, uh, let's head off into the uh, summer's evening then. Thank you very much for listening. We have been One Life Left. Thank you, Eddie, Sean and Alex. Uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> 